edition of Tell Me a Joke, the Deadline of Chasing the Dream. I'm your host of Monaco, and it's Kyle Spence. Say the whole thing like a pimp named Slickback. And today, man, we got the homie, we got the friend, uh, the host with the most this night, and he's been out here just just pushing out the shows, got open mics and all that, and fucking nice-ass venues as well, and always fresh with the dress, nigga, Mr. Charlie. Charlie Mac, Mac you funny. What you like? To, is, is basically just Mac you funny. Is that this song? Yeah, it's there. Yeah, that's the name. Mac you funny man. What they say? Uh, your baby mama told me I was funny. Your mama called me honey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You got a moniker. That's yeah. that's awesome. It was just your baby mama told me I was funny at first, and then he just ran you. I would not just say your mama called me honey. And we just yeah. ran with it for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's fun. That's fun. Like how long? How long you been doing comedy for? Uh, three years in January, my three years. Three years. Okay, so you you passed you passed the mark to where it's like, oh, okay, this is this is the journey now. This is what it's gonna be. There's no giving up now. Uh, Pretty much, like I don't I don't invested too much time and my own money into this for me to like me fuck the shit. Like you know what I'm saying? Right. Like I ain't got to that pinnacle, like or like a, a made enough money where I'm like, okay, I'm doing some. Yeah. But right now it's like. You ever look back like I came way too far to turn yeah. back? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I've been I've been doing this for about uh, nine years now. Ooh. So it's like, no, that's what that's when you came in. You was like, oh, nigga, you always act like that. Cause yeah, that's that's me all the time now. Like it, it never, it was like that. But now I just became myself more. Before I used to be kind of like shy about who I was and no, shit. No, I definitely still get the shyness. Cause I remember when I first we first did a show, uh, you just sat, you was there on time, yeah. which is really good. Cause everybody was fucking late. I, I, I don't. Know. Oh, can we curse on you? Yeah. What? Oh, Please okay. be following shit. I don't care. I think we follow shit, but uh, yeah, he came in early, did the humblest hell, sat there and was just quiet the whole time. And I had never met him before. You was recommended from a, a poet recommended you to yeah. me because of, of what I do. So uh, he comes and he's sitting there. And it's it's quiet at first. So the show actually was sold out. I didn't expect the show to, to oh, do that as well as good, it did. It was a good show. There's a lot of people in there. And it was a very intimate venue that had many people in there. Man. So he stands up, I introduce him and don't know what to expect. Boy, <laughs> shut the show down. Like you really stole the show. Like there was a poet uh who we knew was gonna do something, she did really well, but man, you was the the pleasant surprise. Yeah. Yeah, it is it is fun because uh, most people are they're not really uh they, they don't expect to see what they're gonna see, and then they're like, "Oh shit, what the fuck is this?" And it's uh, it's always it's always a good time. And then like, just uh, the more and more I've done the shows out here, like you you have one you have one more of the funner shows that I've been on. Okay, like, I've been I on appreciate it. And it just the vibe, everything feels like like more of a community with you, and like it, it's it's just a real it's a it's a very good time, and I I feel. I don't feel as nervous compared to like other shows that I've been on. Oh well, I try to. Uh, that's interesting you said that because me being an artist myself, instead of like I'm pretty sure you've done shows with people who just doing shows who are just promoters or club owners or whatever, and they yeah. book you. They said the one with me being an artist, I try to make it as comfortable as possible for my artists, even the uh, the payment process or how I get y'all paid or whatever. Because I know a lot of people. Um, I don't. I don't know if they do it in the comedy community. People that have you sell tickets and. Um, they want a percentage back or yeah. it's like I've even heard as far as like the tickets like twenty dollars and you get five dollars from each ticket. Like it's crazy. Uh, so I try to I try to input each thing and try to make it comfortable for y'all and try to just me being an artist myself helps me be a lot more thorough yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah, everybody, everybody has their own little tactics I see out here. And it and it's different for everybody, but I'm I'm just like I don't 
I don't mind wherever the pay goes as long as I just get to come and perform. You know, that that's basically because I know eventually it's gonna pay off because oh, yeah. it, it always does. In this the long nigga run. super talented, y'all. Like, y'all don't know. <laughs> he's a very humble cat. This nigga is like he has like mind blowing talent. Like, he's put off guard. It, I appreciate that, man. I I really like the things that come to me. Like I didn't ever thought it was gonna lead to this. Like to where like the comedy poetry shit. I I. I just went to a show the other night to where I did I did one of my first poems that I've ever wrote like that to where I was like I told my friend and I was like nigga I, I think I got something yeah. and he was like nigga I don't I don't know what you're talking about I don't think this is gonna work and I'm like ah it might it might not and then it was something very skeptical like I've I've there's many times where I went on stage and I just tried to do just that at a comedy show and they no it don't work. It don't work at all. It is very dead to do that. Uh, to mix it up at a comedy show, it, it kind of works, but only if you got your own lane and people understand what you're going to do and when you can actually mix it together. But most of the times, like, I, I, it, it, it took a while. It took a while to actually find a niche for, for where it should fit. But every time I do go to a place where I do poetry at, it's I'm not the one to come and bring you down with the sadness. Like nobody, nobody really expects it because you know I do. I do stay in the back. I'm like I don't know nobody here and I'm by myself. So it's like you from uh, New Orleans, right? Yeah. How long you been in Houston for? Uh, three years. Okay. Three, yeah, about two and a half. Okay. So you still new to like the entertainment scene out here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like I, I'm, I'm actually, I everything's far, so. To, to actually get my fix and get on stage, I prefer to come where, you know, I'm most, it's most, it's more of a necessity for me because going out to these open mics that just got like 20, 30 people there and just waiting all night, I can't do that. I got work in the morning. So it's just like Ooh, okay. being able to be booked on something, knowing when I'm going to go up, having a prominent spot, boom. You know, whether or not I'm going to practice something or I'm just going to continue to go over the same thing that I have just so I can have it sharpened. And and that that that's what's been helping more, cause, you know, the, the shows, I'm like, whatever it is, I'm going to get on it and I'm going to do my thing. But I have been utilizing that to actually use it as my stage time instead of, you know, trying to hit these open mics. Man, this man, he's so, what he's saying, what, what I noticed from his talent standpoint, whatever he does a show, he's going to get more shows from that. Because everybody like, yo, who's that? Yeah. And that's a very good thing in this industry to uh, be able to go into a room because Chris Please is now everybody's talking about you. Yeah. So you have a, a very high level of talent. Yeah. Yeah. And you're so humble about it. So you go out and you do these uh, shows and like, most of the time, you get more shows from that show, huh? Yo, that's how, that's how it started off, man. Yeah. That's how I met you. That's how I met Bella. And that's how I met everybody. Yeah. Like Remedy Knowledge and all that. And it's like, oh, okay, because it's it's going out in the scene. Like I've noticed because I've I've tried to do the, the the open mic scene out here in comedy, and it's cool. It's nice. You can you can meet some people, but it's it's not the it's not the people that I prefer to be around at the time just because it's like, man, all right, I want to get this out. I want to see if this is going to work, but I know it's probably not going to land like I want it to because this is all comics. 
everybody in here are comedians. They don't really give a fuck. They just want their stage time, and most of them probably drunk as shit. So, it's, so are you saying you you lean more towards the poet side? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, just because uh, they understand that it's it, it's more of an intimate session. Uh, it, you don't get you don't get as many hecklers as you could. Uh, I mean, sometimes you know people get a little antsy, and depending on yeah, you got a good show and uh, the energy is always there, so people get a little antsy. But it still it still shuts it down because you know people always want to respect the mic when it comes to poetry. So to be able to to come into a scene like that, and I've been doing you know it's been a mix to where it has been. Me being able to do comedy as well, but uh, I prefer I prefer more rooms where I know I'm gonna get hurt and I know like I'm gonna be able to get the reactions I need to understand if oh maybe I should change this or maybe I should keep going this way like you know what route I should take. It's been very helpful. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. So uh, is like is hosting your thing? Is that what you? Is that what you prefer to do most, or you prefer to do stand up? Man, uh, I didn't even know I could host. Uh, hey, yo, everybody, everybody gets thrown into it. Go ahead, keep on. Let me get my coffee real quick. Everybody gets thrown into hosting, sir. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, I, I put shows together. I produce shows. Yeah. So we started doing um, shows actually at my barbershop. So um, the first show I did, I hired a host because I had never hosted before, and I uh, I headlined. They gotta stop taking these goddamn kids. <laughs> That's what I say. I, I, I be feeling bad. I ain't gonna lie. Whatever the, the Amber Alerts pop up, if it's a white kid, I just swipe over. <laughs> like, be right, they white. Like, I don't know if that's bad. <laughs> Shit, they be good. They white. But uh, basically, I uh, hired a host, and he kept coming to me after every comedian. What's the order? Oh, when did we do this? And he was just asking me so many questions where I felt like I was hosting. Oh, yeah. So the next one, I just hosted my own show so to run smoother. So boom, um, boom, that host- knocks that out. Yeah, I started hosting my own shows just because it's easier to do everything, uh, organize everything, communicate with everybody by me hosting. Right. So uh, I started hosting my own shows so good, I started getting hired to host like all type of stuff. Like that's how it happens. That's how um, it happens right there, son. I hosted an art gallery, a birthday party. Da, da, da. Now I'm hosting so much, like it's like I get more nervous for a stand up set than hosting. <laughs> that, that, that's kind of became that's kind of became your niche, though. That's kind of see because I got a friend, he and he's been drawn into the same thing now. Like, but. Wait, you said you get more nervous doing a stand up set than hosting? Yeah. Oh, you've been doing it a lot. That's good. That's good shit though, because like the more hosting is a different muscle compared to doing the stand up. Mm. Like, like once you got the hosting muscle down, like your stand up is gonna come a lot more easier because uh, hosting's more on the fly type of situations. Like you're feeding off of the last person, the last person that's that's there that you know the whatever their joke had. Instead, whenever you're doing just stand up, that's just you. That's yeah. just what you got to get okay. people. But whenever it comes to hosting, being able to feed off of what just happened with the with the last person, that that that's that's a different muscle right there. And right there, that's when that's when your skills become really good. Yeah, okay, that's a good way to look at it. Hosting for me is like well, for anybody, yeah. you have to control the energy of the room. Like uh it's some well, uh, 
depending on what you host because I've hosted comedy shows, poetry uh, shows, all this shit. Like poetry shows is pretty simple. Comedy shows, if somebody bombs like shit, trying to get the crowd back engaged, <laughs> it's quite the test. Yes, that's when you. That's when you know your your hosting skills have to step up right there. That's when you know you're a pretty good host when you can bring it back. Yeah, and I've I've noticed that you've done that a few times because you know doing doing dealing with with poetry just more than one same thing it's not just it's not just one thing like it's not just all straight comedy or you know gonna be something that not everybody's interested in like it has its own little it has its own little lane of of what y'all because the most places y'all go to is lounges they're not bars they're lounges and that is it's a more comfortable environment for me because i'm i'm not one of those people i don't I don't care to go out, but if I do go out, you know, a bar is fine, but a lounge is better. I prefer a lounge; it's more comfortable. You know, most of the time you got you smoke hookah in there, so that that's always that's always a nice situation. And in these bars out here, I mean, these lounges out here, uh, they just big blow in that motherfucker. I'll be having a. I'll be having to uh, make sure which which ones I invite my parents to just to be like, nah, my dad got asthma. He he can't come here. They smoke big blunts here, but it's always a, it's always a good time. Your yeah. parents out here too? Yeah, yeah, my okay. parents. They, they, they parents like right up the street. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we don't we don't stray far. Uh, uh-uh. it's all it's all it's all love around here. Yeah, um, I lived in New Orleans before. New Orleans has such a like a family. Uh, as environment or yeah. just they're really people from the world are really family oriented and when I moved out there um, it has a very 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 bad rap sheet you uh, know, it's very much so yeah very but when you so. go out there like Everyone speaks like in Houston. You walk past somebody and they will say shit. And he and like yeah. New Orleans, somebody be way across the park like, "Hey, how you doing? Was oh, man, you What's happening with you?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, with people from New Orleans, it's either uh, they they love you to death or they go they'll picture to your death. It's like no in between. <laughs> yeah. yeah, either either we hate you or we love you. Either hey, thanks for coming or nigga, what is you doing here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a fun city. It's like everywhere I go, like I've been places now. So like uh, Before I came here I was in California Every person that I told That I'm from New Orleans They Oh my god I can't wait to go Oh New Orleans is the shit You know Motherfuckers will hug me And get me I'm like damn We close Why Like why is you Like it's it's I get it You ain't never been But then I'm just a person That comes from there Nigga I am I am not New Orleans itself Damn They take it all types of children this weekend. These niggas out here. I don't know why. I've always asked why they're taking these kids like this. 
What they doing? Is this a live podcast or it airs later on? No, it airs later on, like way down in the future. I mean, way down, yeah, in the future. So, like, people listen to it and it, it kind of dates the show. And it's like, oh, that's what happened at that time? You know, right now, Ukraine and, and fucking and, and uh, Russia are fighting back and forth. Things like that. And it's like, oh, that's that point in time when that was happening. It's not too far, but like, it's a, it's a few months. On the Ukraine thing, uh, we had this discussion. That shit would have went differently if Trump was still the president. Oh, it definitely would have. Man, what? I, was, I was assuming that, that, that as, as well. That nigga Trump was like, also like... He was such a bully, like, but it was like a good bully. Like anybody that dirt does, like, bitch, this nigga, what? We good on the way? Bully. What you want to do? Like, he he stand on his seat, checking shit. Like that nigga was like a really like a gangster. Yeah. Like, uh, I I I don't want to. I, I it's like a, a very controversial thing to say, but like looking back, like yo, this nigga was kind of doing a fucking good job. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of white people that uh agree with you, yeah, or a lot of Mexicans too. A lot of Mexicans in hey, Florida niggas agree be, with me now. Right hey, yo, what the fuck is you doing, bro? Right on your side. What is you doing, motherfucker? Called uh, the Ukrainians, Uranians. And one, it was like, oh shit, nigga, nigga you can't be fucking it up like that, that. Nobody would be surprised. Like that was just what it touched. Yeah, you this nigga here, like, uh, I'm worried. I mean, I'm not too worried, but I have been paying attention. I don't normally pay attention to the news, nigga. But these past few years, nigga, ever since after the pandemic, when fucking nigga, this whole situation when Trump was in office, I was like, oh, nigga, I need to pay attention now. I need to start paying attention, nigga. Being in California for that year, I I left right before the pandemic hit, like a month before it hit. And, oh, you came uh, right here right before the quarantine. Yeah, and then quarantine happened, and I was and like, oh, I'm glad I'm with my parents. Yeah, quarantine was good out out here. It wasn't I say good. There's nothing good about it. Yeah, but uh, it was a lot better out here. I heard L.A. Well, I don't know part of California oh, was in. Oh, right there in Hollywood. Yeah, it was that. They oh. was uh, boy. They wouldn't even let people fly in. Like mm. it was bad out there. Yeah, that motherfucker locked down. Yeah, I was out in Van Nuys. Um, well, in the valley, I was about an hour and a half away from from Hollywood, and it was uh, no, nobody likes to come to the valley. Uh. Shit is it was it was a life it was it was a it was a fun uh, weird nine months, but you know I'm glad I'm glad I'm here. It wasn't the place for me. You was out there for comedy? Yeah, yeah, trying to chase a goddamn dream that definitely wasn't gonna happen the way I was doing it out there. Not that way. This uh, is a journey. Chasing this dream is a journey though. But like, cause it's like you just never know what to expect, and most of us are nowhere. Like nobody's as far along as they expected when they first started. Yeah. But um, I know this thing is like if this is something like you wanted to do since you were a kid, and like you kind of just wanted to do it is one thing. But it's like something that you kind of just got like thrown into because you realize you were good at it is a different yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if I would have done this earlier at an earlier age. Uh, it's it, it might be further up in 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 my career, but at this point in time, it's just like oh no, I'm just first the first stage, the first stage. This is, is uh, there's another phase that I gotta go through before I can get to where I want to be. So everything right now is just agging me. It's just like ah, time, every time every time I look at something, it, I don't want it to. I don't I don't want it to be that way, but. You know, people have feelings, humans have emotions, and this be that bullshit. And it's like, damn it, why am I not there yet? You know, other people see it, but, you know, that's me not being patient. I gotta. Most of us are, in the same token, though, a lot, some of us are further along than we realize. Yeah. 
Yeah, like with the regard of the category they put me in, like when my mentors reaching out to me telling me to get my uh my paperwork together, like yeah. why are you telling me that? They say you going to another level. I'm like oh shit, for real. Yeah. So uh, sometimes we further along than we realize, but in our eyes, if it's not like the lifestyle we expected to come with it, yeah. we wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because sometimes you have doing a lot of shows, or you're getting booked a lot. Your pictures everywhere, your names everywhere, and that's actually pretty good and then in our head we was like well it's not what I expected so no right. but it is in right. reality like we do it fucking good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to look at it yeah. I, I, I yeah I, I, I'm always just looking as if I'm still behind the door in the shadow or something like that but now like more shit is popping up and I'm getting on more shows it's like nah nigga motherfucker see you you know, you just you know you don't you don't feel it. It's it's not nothing that you gonna feel, but other motherfuckers understand. They, they say shit like the people that made it. Like they say, buying your first house, buying your mama house, getting whatever car you want, uh, traveling over. They said never feels how you think it's gonna feel. <laughs> really? So shit. Huh. We'll see. We'll see for real. Like I yeah I I never thought about it like that. Never, no one's ever told me that to where to where I, I've actually had to think about that 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 feeling. It's like, oh, I wouldn't. It's not gonna feel. What, so what 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 is gonna feel like? like that's what. What is gonna like? Did you not feel any? Did you did you not feel any glee as you did it? Like, were you happy? Yeah. What, I don't know. I think I would be happy, but I guess nigga be like, man, it made me cry or something like that. I, I I'm not sure. It's good to shed a tear about happy things, but. <laughs> Yo, this man ran to the next level. Oh man, because he got into what they got into. Man, uh, this has me thinking. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yes. Uh, what else? What is your day job? What do you do? For, for I'm a barber. I thought so. I thought so. I always see you in the shop. You make a lot of TikToks. A lot of TikToks in 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 the shop in in the barber That's shop. That's where I'm like always there. Like if I order a package or something, I'm ordering to the barber shop because I'm like always there. <laughs> How long you been cutting hair for? Nine years. Nine yeah. years. Oh, nigga, that is a talent right there. Now, nigga. Yeah. Yo, I I uh I had to. This Saturday, nigga, you know, yeah. I had to arrange my schedule to get here. I'm like, okay. yeah. I like, uh, I love cutting hair, but like, <laughs> it's Saturday, man, comedy, like, I always try to go do anything comedy. Let me go do that. Like, right. this, I, I just know this career gonna take me further than cutting hair everywhere. Yeah. But it's niggas that go far cutting hair. But right now, it's like, realizing my life, like, comedy gonna take me further than anything else because this is what I'm most naturally good at. Yeah. If you have a conversation with me, you gonna be like, oh, this nigga's funny. Yeah. Before you be like, oh, this nigga's a good barber. Like, those <laughs> people don't even know I cut hair. That's how I tell them. Yeah, I, that's that's what I've noticed. I'm like, oh, okay. So this nigga stay fresh. All right, he always got a line. His head be done. Huh. I, I'm assuming that this nigga is a ball, but then I seen you. What you call? I didn't assume immediately. I saw your TikToks first, and I was like, okay, all right. I put I put two and two together. I'm like, oh, this nigga's a ball, but I get it now. All right, nine years. So you be drawing and doing doodles and shit in people's head. Uh, I don't get extra to do a lot of designs. Like I know how to do them. Yeah, but it's weird. Like I can't draw, but I can put um. I could, what time are we gonna be done here? Ah, you, Shit, about I guess not about ten fifteen, another ten fifteen with this. Oh, okay, all right. I'm on, yeah, all right. don't be long. I'm trying to write my right. Um, 
What was it? The uh, yeah, the barbershop. I do yeah. do a lot of videos there, and at first it was like everyone was like, "What the hell are you doing?" Now everybody kind of like used to it. Something Mac making a video, like it's just yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like the, with the, with the etches and stuff that you did, you the the designs that you do. Do you have to use like a different head of clippers or like? It just depends. Like, I've been cutting it so long. Like uh, different clippers do different stuff. But then eventually, you be cutting hair. You just use the same clipper for everything because it's just like you just kind of clippers are clippers. Like I've been doing this nine years. I don't want to do so many pairs of clippers. Yeah. Uh, you gonna put the design in with the clippers and put like a rough draft in, and you're gonna go and clean it up with the razor. Ah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see. Like so, as a kid, is this what you what what, what you've always wanted to do? Um. You knew that this was your path, or did you did you not have a clue? As a comedian or a barber? Oh, either. Um, when I was a kid, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Like, I was really good at school. They had me, like, in advanced courses and shit like that. Oh, okay. And uh, I was in my in my advanced class. And you from we do, Houston? Uh, I've been here since I was two. Okay. Yeah, my parents are from Louisiana, but I was born oh, in... Okay. Uh, this always gets weird when I explain this. <laughs> I was born in New Jersey. Whoa. All right. Parents from Louisiana. Born in Jersey, though. Uh, I, I understand that. My brother was born in California, but he from Louisiana. Yeah, well, my, both of my parents are from Louisiana. They just was... Uh, my dad has businesses up there, and that's where they uh, got married and started their family while they was in New Jersey. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, but uh, I was doing my little college classes, or whatever, and I was like, Yo, I'm not this shit, this shit not for me. Yeah, so my uh, like best too. friend, my best friend, like a super pretty boy, he used to go to the barbershop like every week. So I sit in the barbershop and I like kind of like the environment. And I'm like, Okay, how much do barbers make? So I look it up and I'm like, Oh, barber makes a good amount of money. I, <laughs> yeah. mean, I think I want to be a barber. So uh, when I finished high school, I went to barber school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but barbering sparked the comedy thing. Like I'd be in the barbershop and I'm just cutting it. You know the barbershop conversation. Yeah. And people would kill, but like they would be sitting there, and they'll stop what they're doing. Like yo, yo, you funny, yeah. bro. Like they're like, nah, bro, you need to do some comedy or something. Like nigga, you is funny. So my nigga named Mac. So I kept hearing like Mac, you funny. Like Mac, yo, it's funny. Mac, you crazy. Mac, you funny. So like all, oh, every Mac, day you funny. for okay. like. Uh, how long was I? I think I started doing comedy stuff in 19. I got my barber license in 16. So for three years, I kept hearing Mac, you funny. Like, Mac, you funny yeah. over and over again. So then I finally was like, all right. I, I was, I still ain't really think nothing of it. But then one day my mom was on the phone with her and um, I was talking about something and I was going in about my, my cousin did something to her or something. I was going in and baby, she's laughing so hard. She stopped. She couldn't even breathe. She's like, baby, baby, you was funny, baby. Go downtown and See if you can make some jokes. Ain't you can make crazy. some money off these jokes. That's how it so always I, starts. I tried it. And I ain't look back since. Like the first time, I bombed like shit because I. It's a. <laughs> it's a difference between talking shit and doing stand up. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, uh, huge difference. And most people don't. It's comedians been doing this five, six years. Don't understand that. Yeah. Like structure and jokes. So I really didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was just talking, and I wasn't doing good, and people wasn't responding, and I was like, I don't like this. I'm not doing this shit. Uh. Comedian Marley Mar, you, I don't know if you know him or not. Um, he walked up to me afterwards and like I see something in you, and I was like, "Yo, I don't, know, I don't like this. this is my first time doing this shit." Like, he was like, "That was your first time." And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Ain't no way that was your first time." And he was like, "You too comfortable yeah. on stage." Da, 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 da. And uh, so ever since then, I kept rolling with it. And this shit, like, really, 
I done done a lot of shit in the three years I've been doing comedy. Like, oh, yeah. um, that first three years, you'll definitely get it in. I don't produce like 40 shows. Um, shit. I'm producing my own tour right now. I've performed in, uh, we went, I did Atlanta last year. Uh, I just be doing a lot of stuff. So it's yeah. like, in three years, I've accomplished a lot. Damn. Niggas so, out of Texas, we do be doing the big when it comes to that. In the, in the shortest amount of time when they start doing something, they do go gung ho. That's yeah, what's up. So I don't put a lot into this. I just, this shit really didn't change my life. It gave me an outlet because I was always stupid. So it gave me a. <laughs> <laughs> and it just took for somebody to point it to you. It's always crazy because I always look at it like that. It's like it's like being a comedian is like gaining a mutant power because we we see we see the world differently compared to how other people see it. Other people just have a regular nine to five and they just come home and they, they go about their business. But we we talk about our nine to five and the daily. We talk about whatever we see and but. We never get told that we never know that this is what we're gonna do. We get told that this is what we're gonna do by somebody like, "Hey, man, you should probably be a comedian." But that's everybody, what that's what I was saying earlier. Everybody doesn't have that. Some people no. like just like, "I want to be a comedian," and those yeah, people, no. some of them aren't that good. No, that, it doesn't work for them because you know I don't think you can just be like, "Oh, I'm gonna do comedy." So and some people work for it, but some people they don't know what they're doing until they get told. And that's how I've noticed for most people. Like, they didn't know until they were... I mean, everybody has a different story. But most of the people that I've talked to, that was their story. Somebody was like, man, you should probably get on stage. Man, you funny. And then, boom. That's when the implants in the head. And that's when the mutant powers start. And then... Mutant power. That's the way to look at it. It's fair. Because we see the world differently. Like, I've... Really been able to read a room to where I can understand if there's about to be some stupid shit popping off, and then I can get the fuck out of there before it pops off. People would be like, "Hey, nigga, look, you was gone, man. Motherfucker started a fist fight right there. You know, I don't need to be in shit like that." So it's like, yeah, I felt the energy. It got tense. You know what? Let's leave the situation. And not many people can see shit like that. And it's it's, it's fun because that's what you do basically, especially when you're hosting, you're on stage. You read people's body language. Mm, you definitely yeah. you definitely read the crowd. You definitely got to read the crowd and be able to understand how what the energy is like. You was explaining that earlier, just about how the energy of the room can fluctuate, and you got to bring that shit back. Yeah, not everybody can do that. And making jokes out of thin air sometimes or yeah. flipping the perspective of something that wouldn't normally be funny and making it funny like yes yeah, it's, it's, it's a talent man and yeah. uh, the more i get into it this talent that we have of being creative in our minds and being able to look at the world differently and translate stuff in a joke it, it think about the when the door is like a, doing stand-up okay then some people get like um not Steve Harvey. Uh, Bernie Mac got a TV show off a joke he did. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, hosting a comedy show into hosting a TV show, being a game show host, being in movies. Right. It's so much that can happen with this. And this is like our God giving a villain, following the gift that you have from God is going to take you further than anything else. Mm. And this is not like something you punch a clock for. And it's like, it's weird, but. You got to be in it for it to make sense. And then to think <laughs> like, real. I can live off of talking shit. Like, it's crazy. Very much. I, I, I still, if I still 
it fathom how strange it is for somebody to actually make a living off of this when there is no benefits there is no better outcome besides that i can just gradually get paid more there's no other satisfaction besides that oh i've made this person laugh that it, 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 they, they they enjoy to come see me but there is no other outcome besides that like it's not like oh nigga i know how to build a car you know that's what i'm really good at or you know nigga, i can wire up a house and that is that is my special skill now this this skill there is no other production besides making people feel better well there's a um every which keeps people from suicide which is nice well um everything you just named is a skill everyone has a special skill that they're giving like um At, I don't know if it's giving that birth. Like I've been <laughs> dumb my whole life, like getting in trouble in school and all type of stuff, talking trash, and um, to where I am now. And following a skill like wiring a house is that's a skill. I don't yeah. know how to fucking wire a house. Yeah, yeah, but I can make a stranger I just met two seconds ago laugh. Like <laughs> yeah, right, right. But um, Sherby, you from New Orleans? You know Sherby? I know Sherby. Sherby, Sherby had called me. Um, I had booked him for my birthday party. I didn't even really know him like that. And, <laughs> for real, uh, that's to him. He was cool as shit. Fuck yeah, he's yeah. a real good dude, man. Yeah, he was telling me like comedy's needed. He said no matter what happens, shout out Sherby. Laughter is needed. Like it's always needed. People are always gonna need to laugh. He said there'll never not be a need for laughter. Like even during the quarantine, I was getting booked for Zoom shows. And yeah. that was some of the craziest moments of being booked for a show with people that's on TV. Yeah. And we on the same Zoom show. And yeah. I've never expressed for life. I like talk to these people. And even the way they set the show up. So basically you'll get your set. I was, I had got booked for, it was like a joking word. Um, with, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kels Barksdale. <laughs> Come on, son. Get the fuck out of you here. Know him? Nigga, that was the homie when I went out to California. Yeah. Okay, Kels Barkdale booked me. I don't even know word. how you found me. So we did joking word. Fuck. Shout out, man. Shout on, out, Kels. On Zoom. So it was half comedians, half poets. So the uh, yeah. comedian, poet, comedian, poet, comedian, poet. So basically what they did was uh, everybody would turn their camera off. And uh, the focus would be on you, and they'll keep their mic on so you can hear them laughing. Yeah. So it was kind of weird, like talking into my phone or whatever it is, telling these jokes and getting. So that was an interesting thing, and I did really good. Like uh, yeah. I was on the show with uh, John Cena, the same, the same, the same show, and I'm like, yo, this is a lady, it's a lady from my death. Oh, she's so busy, and I like talking to her, and, like she cool as shit. She's like, hit me anytime. The six degrees of Mac, you funny right now. You blow my mind, dude. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, so like doing that, and then like this other guy reached out to me. And we did the comedy show, and like all of the comedians sucked so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I like did the show, and uh, each show, like the, it was like a little white guy. He's kind of weird. I don't even know how he found me. Like the just knowing this, how you know you're doing something right when running pizza reach out to you for yeah. sure. And um, we did the show, and uh. Each person got a challenge to do while they were doing the Zoom show. So my challenge was to call someone and do your whole set without them knowing that you're doing a comedy set. Oh, that's fun, son. So I called my mom. And oh, that's I got to fun. do a comedy show with my mom. And like I was on the phone with her. And basically, I was like giving her a hard time. Like, my mom was on a date with this girl. And uh, I didn't want to pay for it. And my car got denied. And I'm just like going in. I'm like, I turned my card off because I didn't want to pay for it. She's like, baby, do you need 
need some money. I seen some money. And like she was so intrigued by everything. And I just kept taking it further. Yo, and she was trying to solve dope. every problem I presented my mom with, she was trying to solve it. And I hung yeah. up. I think to this day my mom don't know that she was involved in the car. Oh, and that's they was good. like, yo, your mom real as fuck. Like <laughs> Yo, that's dope, son. And that was the Zoom shit. So that was instant during the quarantine, during the Zoom shit. So Oh, that's gotta be fun. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's good times, man. I need to see that's what I want more of. I don't wanna be able to but I don't like I just I, I work so much just to, so I can have what I have and it's just like man I'm afraid I have stopped before and just like not gave everything up but just like took that leap that's when I went to California it was a leap of faith but you know it, it was it was still a humbling experience and it was something I got to witness and it was like okay I don't want this but I do want to be in New York at some point in time Okay, but at this at right now, this is my hub right here. This is this is where I prefer to be. I go back home to New Orleans every time, every now and then. But the energy there is is a bit much. We going to New Orleans for my uh, tour. That's our next stop in yeah. New Orleans. Oh, dope. Yeah, I don't know what I'm exactly going to be able to do to show you. It's a lot uh, doing those shows. It's a lot more complex than doing a show in Houston. Yeah. Like in Houston, I can go to the venue, talk to everybody that is simple. In New Orleans, I'm kind of like calling around or somebody's telling yeah. me. But we did Dallas already. I'm a little behind on my schedule, but it's going to work out. But New Orleans, that's going to be... Yeah, that's always... It's a part of it. It sucks people in. It sucks people to fuck in and they, they, they don't leave. Sometimes they don't... I mean, everybody has a different mentality, but... A lot of people that I run into down there, they're like, I've been down here for 30 years. And it's like, what happened? I came and I never left. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. They just never, never went back to wherever they came from. It's, it's like they're used to know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's how a lot, of, a lot of New Orleans motherfuckers came out here after Katrina. And they're like, oh, fuck this. It's a lot of more land and opportunity out here. And yeah, people just don't, don't go many places out tonight. My dad didn't stay after Katrina. So they was like, fuck it. <laughs> I like it. I'm glad they did. Oh, all right, nigga. I know you got your ride situation going on, but every time I every time I get somebody new on here, I like to go ahead and uh, I give them the ones. Uh, basically, this is always fun. Um, this is basically uh, I give you four options. And you got four choices. All right, and you get to pick them, and your your options are uh, you get you can be one. You raise one, you got to sell one, and you got to fuck one of them, okay? What the fuck? Okay. And, and your choices, your choices that you get to choose from, choices options, however you want to switch from, uh, it's a mermaid, a magwai, a Mexican, and a manatee, okay? So you got to be one of them, you got to raise one of them, you got to sell one of them, and then you got to fuck one of them. Magwai right, is, is, is a gizmo, is is from Gremlins, if you remember. What is a, a, who? a, a mermaid? A mermaid, Magwai. Magwai is, Magwai is a gizmos from Gremlins. You remember Gremlins? When you get gizmo wet, he fucking, that's when Gremlins pop out or when you feed him after midnight. Okay, so yeah. you got to be one. You got to be one of them. You got to raise one of them. Uh-huh. You got to sell one of them. Uh-huh. And you got to fuck one of them. Okay. Have relations with however you feel. A manatee. What, what? A manatee is like a little Florida animal, a little Florida aquatic animal, mammal uh, that swims like in the water. Dolphin, huh? uh, yeah, kind of like a, a blown up dolphin, sort of. Uh, it's got a face like a seal, I would say. Not the singer. But what? Where do you call it? Okay. <laughs> The alliteration. Is I like. What I, I want to sell the mermaid, but also the, the, the mermaid might be the best one to fuck. So there you go. I like how you think. Okay, and then the the gremlin thing. 
I want to sell one. The mermaid will be a mean ass one to sell though. Like I think I'll buy a mermaid. I think we'll buy a mermaid. <laughs> definitely, you definitely get uh, some mermaid. See, I got mermaid. A, you got to raise one. Uh, the gizmo <laughs> is a chicken one. So what was the four options? Yeah, uh, mermaid, Mexican, Maguire, and a manatee. Okay, so um. So, so you, you gotta, gotta fuck the mermaid. No, what, no, you no, gotta fuck no. one. Yeah, you gotta fuck one. You gotta be one of them. You gotta raise one of them. And you gotta sell one of them. Being a mermaid, pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Jason Momoa is a mermaid. Who? So Jason Momoa, Aquaman. That nigga ain't no mermaid. That is a regular man. <laughs> He ain't even as sore as he look at the movie in real life. So you got to be one of them. Um, I be a manatee. You be a man. I'm a I'm a sell the mermaid. Sell the mermaid. Okay. I'm a fuck the Mexican. Okay. And I guess I'm at. Don't you even let raise me, the Magwai. The Magwai. I don't even fuck know what a Magwai is. It's a grip. Mogwai. Mogwai. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know the name. Have you, ever seen, have you ever seen Gremlin? I've seen Gremlins. Oh, you, you're at, well. Uh, understand that uh, whenever a Mogwai gets wet, it makes more Gremlins. And if you feed them after midnight, you uh, well, it makes more Mogwais. And if you feed them after midnight, they become Gremlins. So it could be a hazard, but you know, I think you just. I guess keep I'm about to raise it because it's the best option. Do you raise it? Because you don't get the most money for that mermaid. Because <laughs> you can find a manatee in Florida, a Mexican, uh, sell a Mexican with a little clip your house and shit. <laughs> uh, the Mogwai, selling that gonna be, nigga ain't trying to fuck with that. And then the mermaid, the mermaid's the most valuable. I don't know, so I'm gonna the mermaid. Uh, when I said. He's gonna be a manatee. Being I'm being a, in a sea and then them whole smartest shit and all this yeah, shit. Yeah, true. I'm being in the ocean doing his player shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, uh, and then I'm a, uh, who I said I was gonna fuck? You said you was gonna fuck a Mexican. Oh, yeah, Mexican. That's a human being. Like, yeah. you know, I ain't never even fucked a Mexican before. That might be cool. I heard the bitch got some one in the pussy. They, 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 stay getting, they stay getting pregnant, so the pussy gotta be good. Mexican got, gotta have some good pussy. You have a uh, little Mexican mermanatee, people. I ain't, I ain't, you know, I ain't say I'm gonna get the Mexican pregnant. I'm gonna fuck the Mexican. <laughs> I'm being that bitch with my goggles on. Goggles is condom. You don't, know. you don't need the goggles, you're a whole manatee. Uh, wait, I'm in the manatee. Yeah. Oh, wait, so your shit, this, this, this. I'm you said you go be the manatee no, and then fuck the, the Mexican. Okay, okay. So I'm fucking the Mexican as a mermaid, manatee, and a southern mermaid, and I'm with, and me and the Mexican are raising a, uh, a mogwai. A mogwai. Okay. 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 That okay. works. Then the Mexican can have it on land, and you can go visit it whenever it brings it to the water. Yeah, we gonna edge. have a land by the water and shit. <laughs> you, I, you said fuck the Mexican. You say be in a whole relationship with them. We, now we build a life together. Yo, scenario, shit, crazy. Wait, think about that. I just assumed that. Yeah, if you fucking the Mexican, y'all build the. See where my brain goes. Oh, that. All right. Yay. Yeah, don't be on. Okay, I feel you on that. That's what's up. Wow. <laughs> that is a, that is a, a, a hey, that's a good uh, that's a good sequence of um, of order to put it in, and I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, manatee fucking Mexicans. I love it. I love it. God damn it. Yeah, this has been tell me a joke. The guy and I chasing the dream. I have been your host. Uh, the but I miss. Oh. Before we go, man, tell tell everybody where they can find you. At, you can find me on all platforms as Mac You Funny. That is M A C Y O U F U N N Y. 
all platforms. Follow me for updates on my shows, my tours. I make funny videos. I actually do inspirational videos. That's actually my best segment. I don't yeah. know why everybody loves the the morning uh, word Mac. Like, <laughs> ain't no preach. I'm a comedian. But I mean, whatever works. Hey, get it in, get it in. How you get it in, man? You know you can find me at. Uh, you go tell me a joke and tell me a joke, yo. Uh, at gmail.com uh, at yahoo.com at gmail.com if you want to go ahead and just email me something if you'd like just to say hey link subscribe I don't know joy uh, say what you're doing tell somebody to tell somebody man this has been tell me a joke the guideline to change the dream uh, the maniacal minutes and I'm out. I'm out.